Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Coming up, where all the comedians took on the Donald Trump Jr. affair. We'll see how everybody did with that. I, I have low expectation of humor on that one uh, for some yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah. And we've all been Agreed. talking a lot lately about Facebook and this and that and uh, the world of Google uh, spying on us and all that. And, oh. Cambridge Analytica, et cetera, et cetera. Surveillance uh, marketing, they call it. Some people call it. That's a good scary name, surveillance marketing. Well, it is a little scary. And Bob Hoffman joins us. Bob's known as the Ad Contrarian. He's the author of the popular Ad Contrarian blog and has written several uh, books, including his most recent, the title of which I love, Bad Men, How Advertising Went from a Minor Annoyance to a Major Menace. Bob Hoffman, how are you, sir? I'm great, thank you. Good. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. Um Major Menace, that's strong stuff. Do you think the whole Facebook model of... Uh Surveillance advertising really is a, a serious problem. Yeah, it's not just Facebook; it's the whole <clears throat> the whole uh, internet model. 
uh, and the whole advertising model on the Internet. It has turned the Internet into a surveillance machine uh, masquerading as a communications medium. They are collecting information on us relentlessly every minute of the day, and uh, I don't think that's healthy. And they're selling it to people or using it themselves? Yeah, they're selling it to people. They are uh, selling it to their clients. They're selling it to third parties. Uh, They're letting it lie around for hackers to find. It's a very dangerous situation. And it's dangerous because without our knowledge and without our consent, it puts our personal private information in the hands of people we don't know to do whatever the hell they feel like doing with it. Yeah, and Uh, they can share. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the. the Critics to what you're just saying would say, well, we're voluntarily doing it. You know, we check I agree on the box. and But I contend that in the modern world, it's unrealistic to not have a smartphone, to not use Google. You don't have to use Facebook, but you have to use all the other stuff just to just to exist. Yeah, the, the argument that we're all agreeing to it is baloney. I mean, there's a there's a principle called informed consent. And informed consent means that when you agree to all this stuff, you understand what it means. You're informed about it. Now, you know as well as I do that we, we opened our Facebook page. We didn't go through all that baloney. We don't know. We didn't know what we agreed to. And uh, this is one of the big problems. They, they have that argument that we've all consented to this. The other thing that makes that argument bogus is that in the case, for example, of Cambridge Analytica, not only were the people who gave uh, consent, not only was their stuff extracted from Facebook, but all their friends were. So, so there were maybe a couple of hundred people who, a couple of hundred thousand people who signed up to for that um, test that that uh, Russian professor put on Facebook, but 50 million people who were associated with those few hundred thousand people had their information and their files extracted without their knowledge, without consent. So let's go a little further down the road of why should I care? You mentioned uh, that the information's sitting there vulnerable to hackers. Because uh, sometimes I get the sense the average person doesn't mind surveillance because they figure I'm not doing anything wrong and Facebook wants to try to sell me a lawnmower, they should go ahead. But why should people care? People should care because, you know, we've been taught about the dangers of totalitarian societies. We've been taught that um, governments shouldn't know who we're talking to, what we're talking about, where we're going. They shouldn't have secret files on us that, that we don't know about. And now what's happening is it's not the governments that are doing that, it's the marketers that are doing that. And if governments can't do that, why should marketers have the right to do that? It's very dangerous to individuals, and it's very dangerous dangerous to democratic societies in general for having this kind of surveillance on citizens. Privacy is one of the key, one of the core concepts of democratic societies. We know the evils that happen when people aren't free to do as they wish, when they're being followed all the time. This is not good. This is not good policy. It's not good for our country. It's not good for any democratic society. Boy, preach, brother. Preach, brother. Uh, yeah. Bob Hoffman is on the line, the ad contrary. Well, and you know that uh, China, for instance, and really eventually all governments, because they all move in this direction, but China's trying as hard as they can to imitate or, or just hack into Facebook 
to surveil their citizens all the time. So if somebody develops it, develops it, government will use that tool. Yeah, absolutely. What China is doing is unbelievable. They are rating all their citizens based on what they're doing on social media. They give them a one to four rating. Their social credit score. Yeah. Yeah, social right. And on whether they're trustworthy or not. And this determines what schools they go to, what jobs they they can go to, where they're allowed to live. I mean, this is this is big brother uh, to the 10th degree. It's crazy. I got to tell you that most people because we talk about this a lot. Most people don't care. It's troubling to me, but it's just a fact. Most people don't care. And even if they did, what can we do about it? Yeah, most people don't care. You're right. But I think they're starting to care. I think the recent headlines are starting. It's starting to get through to people what the dangers are. But you're right. I mean, that's why I wrote my book, because the people in my industry who should know better, who are in touch with this kind of stuff every single day, they don't even care. And they know what's going on. Well, that's interesting. It's yeah, it, it, it's very, very sad that people have uh, have not yet really understood what's going on. But I think that's starting to change. Yeah, well, you're right. I'm looking yeah. up at the Today Show. They're they're up there. Hidden Facebook tracking. How to delete your Facebook app because of this sort of thing. Front page of the USA Today today. Mounting bad buzz bruises Facebook. And once again, it's about you know taking all our information and having it. So it's it's certainly in the news right now. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I am hopeful that finally the average citizen will start to understand what the dangers of this are. And the advertising industry, I am hopeful, will start to take some action. Well, listen, we're going to have a link at our website to the Ad Contrarian blog. I can't wait to read it myself. Uh, love Thank the stuff you. you have to say. And, and again, uh, Bob Hoffman's most recent book is Bad Men, How Advertising Went from a Minor Annoyance to a Major Menace. Um, oh, hey, Bob, just a quick tale. I used to, it, when yeah. I just got out of college as a kid, I was, my first job was with an ad agency. And one of yeah. the reasons I got out of it was they told me to write a campaign for a bank on how they were so completely into customer service, turning over a new leaf. And I asked the head of the agency, I asked, so are they instituting a, a, pra- a training program or what? How are they instituting this? And he said, oh, no, no, it's bull ass. <laughs> They're making it up. <laughs> you need to write it. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I don't want to do this for a living. I'd rather annoy well, people I... in the morning on the radio. <laughs> Bob Hoffman, hey, it's... more fun. Yeah, great yeah. to talk to you, Bob. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bob. All right, you got it, yeah. I'd like to talk to him about it because he probably knows about it. Just the history of advertising is interesting to me because it wasn't until the early 20th century that it really existed on the planet. Right. It, nobody, it hadn't occurred to anybody that you could create a need for something that people don't actually need. Yeah. Right. But prior to that, all of, needs, yeah. all of human history was, I need a horse. And there's a sign there that says they sell horses. And you know how you knew you needed a horse? Because you, you needed a horse. Because you needed a horse. But it wasn't until, I don't know who figured it out first, um, they finally figured out that you could you could convince people you need a diamond ring. You have, it, has of, it is of no real value. You don't need one at all, but they convince you you need this or this hairbrush or this particular kind of carpet or couch or chair or whatever, things you don't need at all. They can convince you that you need it. Mm-hmm. And when and that changed the world. Yeah. And now we're taking another step way down the road of, of weirdness in, uh, in how they're, they're tracking every aspect of our lives to try to better convince us 
to buy stuff we don't really need. Right. So um, the moment it occurs to us we have a headache, there's a guy in front of us reaching for an ibuprofen bottle to hand us. Well, that's, that's something you, you do need, but yeah. they're doing a good job of uh, fulfilling that need right away. Yeah. But this Facebook stuff is interesting. So like I was saying the other day, Facebook, which was just a happy thing uh, up until fairly recently. You thought right. Facebook, it was a happy feeling. Um, you know, pictures of your kids and grandmas and all this different stuff. And now... Chronicle headline, new blow to Facebook. As I said, USA Today, the Today Show, uh, um, uh, Good Day America. Everybody's looking at Facebook like those lying bastards. Here's how to get away from Facebook. How's it keep? How to keep those evil bastards at Facebook from spying hey, on you? Welcome. What a, what Where a, you been? <laughs> what a change in attitude. Right. Right. Well, listen. It, this is so worn out. Unless it's not worn out for you. If somebody's giving you something, you're the product. And ask yourself, wait a minute, why are they giving this to me? Why have they designed this incredibly elaborate network thingy that works so well? What's going on here? But again, a lot of people don't care. Um, well, they, they're, here's my naysayer thing, and it's... No, it's here too he goes, saying it, nay. It's too easy to be a naysayer because, you know, you can just do that all day long. But in this particular case, I honestly don't think people care and that that will change. I really don't think people care. I know people don't care. That I know. And I don't think it'll change. Well, Jack, I'm going to be a yay-sayer and point out to you that this country was designed so that we can't vote away our liberty. And we are not supposed to vote away our privacy. That's why we have a constitution that's hard to amend. So, be really careful in thinking, well, I know this is one of the sacred principles, privacy, but gosh, Facebook's fun. Be careful with that. Google themselves say that 80% of the time when the police come to them, they give them the information. When the police say they want information. And they're, and they're probably giving us a low number. How about Bing? <laughs> Are they cooperating with the man? Bing doesn't know anything about me, I don't think. I don't. Bing knows nothing about nothing. <laughs> You're listening to or a text line. Huh? Anybody care? 415-295-KFTC. Yes, Sean? Tried to learn something from Bing. I typed in a question. He said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ask? What's the capital of Nebraska? Don't know. I don't know. 415-295-KFTC. Text line. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. A 102-year-old woman broke a pair of world track and field records. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. 102. Yeah, the 102-year-old ran the 100-meter dash with the time of February. <laughs> I get it, because she's old. We actually saw the video of these old people running yesterday. The, the, the fastest dude, was that that 100-year-old? Was he 100? No, that was a gal he was talking about. Okay. Well, um, whoever we saw running last uh, yesterday, we saw some elderly people running, and yeah. some of them were really fast. Yeah, the one dude was motoring. He was way faster than me, and he looked to be 80. God, if you can still... So, yeah, that guy that we saw who was... Smoking everybody else, yeah. he was a hundred. Set the record. No, for the, he wasn't. Set the record in the sixty. 
that guy was a hundred years old. He's faster than me, honest to God. I could tell. Well, there well, are a lot of people in their sixties that can't that wouldn't be able to go down that track at all. Right. Um, that's miraculous. That's absolutely incredible. I mean, he was he was <laughs> flying. I don't mean for a hundred year old. Yeah. He was just flying. He was a fast runner. How else can we put this to you? Um, <laughs> wow, that's, that's that's a, that is amazing. All right, here's a, they here, got they got to study his genes. Here's, here's just a little of that and nobody else. Just keep moving, people. Just keep helps. moving. Yeah, that does help a lot. But I like Jack's steal his genes. <laughs> plan as well what if you met the guy i mean you, you see this incredible and you hear his, his fitness regimen and, and it turns out he's a real dick wouldn't that, <laughs> wouldn't that be a letdown do you think there's like the inverse everybody of what, hates him <laughs> of what happens in like little league where you'll have some 16 year old with a mustache right. driving playing with the 12 right. year olds do you think this yeah. guy's really like 94 <laughs> yeah, he, he's just got some he fudges his age a little bit yeah, exactly. and he just crushes right. the competition Borrows his brother's birth certificate something like that <laughs> So, listen, we have battling lesbians fighting for high office. And we also have answers to the question everybody in America asked. But now nobody cares about the answer because we're such a flighty, crackhead people about the Florida shooting. Oh, really? Which do we want first? Do we want to lead with the lesbians? This won't take very long. All right. Ladies? So, we mentioned yesterday that the uh, least attractive women with a Y... The least attractive one from Sex in the City is running for governor of New York. See, Cynthia Nixon. We uh, uh, got a couple of a uh, couple of emails uh, saying she's less attractive than old Horseface. Are yes. you blind? Boy, I, 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 I don't like think a it's redheaded close. gal. It's my Irish genes. I don't think it's closer. Jessica Parker's hot. <laughs> Wouldn't go that far, but she's third. I think Cynthia's fourth. Hot. <laughs> yeah, no, not hot. Well, she does a lot of sexy stuff. I mean, she's in a lot of ads Michael. where the whole thing is. <laughs> you know, it's funny. She does a lot of ads where the whole thing is being sexy. Right. And um, Cynthia Nixon is not. But anyway, but Cynthia Nixon. For the Nixon, ladies, who's hotter, Mr. Big or Matthew Broderick? Hmm. We'll take your calls. A young Matthew Broderick? <laughs> yeah. Boyish handsome. Um, so Cynthia Nixon's running for governor in New York, and uh, she's an uh, out and proud lesbian, which is fine. Um, there's also a former city council speaker, Christine Quinn, who is a supporter of the current governor who's running for governor. She's openly gay, and she uh, she was asked about running against Cynthia Nixon. She said, how do you feel? You know, you're running against uh, someone who's also a lesbian. Is that a great thing? But she said, well, she is an unqualified lesbian. Mm-hmm. So... I got some attention from people for whatever reason. Right, right. Name of my new band. <laughs> we, wear, we wear softball uniforms. Unqualified lesbians. I get it. I get the theme. Um, but anyway, so. That's uh, an unqualified lesbian. How dare you? I think it means qualified. she's unqualified to be governor and is a lesbian. I don't think yes. she's un- saying she's unqualified to be a lesbian. <laughs> she's probably perfectly good at it. I mean, she's I, a lesbian. So that's right, Patty. Uh, certainly good enough. Yeah. Okay. Well, I congratulate her on uh, attaining her lesbian certification. On the other hand, she may not be a good governor. I guess the people of New York will decide that. Yes, they will. Won't they? So, as we move move further and further into the era of you have to be a celebrity to get elected to anything. Right. Which is only right and good. <laughs> so, in the wake of the Florida shooting, you know, and other shootings, too. Everybody, everybody, right, left, and center, wanted to know how could we not have picked up 
on the fact that this guy was murderous. Police had been to his house however many gazillion times. Right. How did we not connect the dots? You know, we're still waiting for the FBI to explain how they got a specific credible tip and ignored it. But, of course, because it's a government bureaucracy, they're not going to tell us. They don't work for us. We work for them. Remember that, subjects. You think you're citizens. You're fools. Anyway, uh, some school counselors and officials were so concerned about the mental stability of the Florida shooter idiot they decided to have him forcibly committed more than a year before the shooting. But the recommendation was not acted upon for reasons that are unclear. School officials and a sheriff's deputy recommended in 06, I'm sorry, in September 2016 that he be involuntarily committed for mental evaluation under Florida's Baker Act for at least three days. The documents showed that he had written the word kill in a notebook told a classmate he wanted to buy a gun and use it, and cut his arm, supposedly in anger because he'd broken up with his girlfriend. He also told another student he'd drunk gasoline and was throwing up. Calls had been made to the FBI about the possibility of him using a gun at school, and that was not enough. If if you're not going to stop that guy, you're not going to stop anybody, because you're not going to usually get that much. You know, I'm looking at the clock. We don't we don't exactly have time to finish this. I've got a really interesting uh, point of view from the Miami Herald. But um, remember, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that the school system and the local police were committed to the idea of not arresting students, and we're getting enormous pressure from the politicians. Um, and they were also getting funding for that program from the Obama administration. Um By the way, the school resource officer who recommended that the shooter be Baker acted, taken in involuntarily, was the same coward who didn't go into the school. Wow. He, he said, this guy's dangerous and crazy. we got to do something about it. But there's no paper trail for who decided no and on what basis. Of they course there's not. And if there is, we'd never hear about right. it because bureaucracies protect themselves. Like I said, if you're not going to stop that guy before he commits the, the heinous crime, you're not going to stop anybody. Well, yeah, we don't have a system. Yeah. If the system didn't do it for him. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, President Trump furious about the Putin phone call leaks. Get into that minutes from now. What about the Putin call? He, he ought to be. He ought to be able to call people and have it stay secret for at least an hour. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. What Facebook doing trading yesterday? Did it continue to drop? Because, man, the headlines today are not good. Down, down. How would it not be? Many have turned sour on social media giant. It's the top story on everything that I look at is how people have turned on Facebook and now hate it. Yeah, how interesting. And and Facebook exists. It's like a popular restaurant just on the whim of this is popular or not. Right. Don't go, forget. Could go away like MySpace did. Yeah, so many giant financial juggernauts these days are merely balloons and can be popped pretty easily. You can't pop General Motors, right? especially back in the day. Get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, the White House coming down hard on leakers. The warning this morning after several news outlets reported that aides had included a warning in Trump's briefing papers 
advising him not to congratulate Russian President Vladimir Putin on his re-election win, but he did so anyway during his phone call to the president. From saying he congratulated him on the victory, his electoral victory. Now, the White House statement today says, quote, if this story is accurate, that means someone leaked the president's briefing papers. Leaking such information is a fireable offense and likely illegal. Well, it have to be. Well, it's got to be classified, right? White House would not classify it. White House wouldn't confirm that Trump was warned in all caps, do not congratulate Putin in the notes for that call. See, now, those of you who see your entire lives through the lens of partisanship or pro-Trump or anti-Trump are going to find the following very, very uncomfortable. But both are true. It is outrageous. It is inexcusable. It's fireable and prosecutable that somebody would leak that moments after the call. Inexcusable. And I can't believe Trump congratulated a brutal, murderous dictator and perhaps the greatest thief in the history of humankind on a fake election in which uh, uh, opponents are brutalized. About an election when he messed so much with our most recent presidential election. Right. And, and you're conducted gonna... a gas attack on our, our ally. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. In a Trump, I think Trump think There are two alternatives. Three. Three? Three. Okay, well, three, uh, three reasons he did this. Number one, Trump is going to try to play Putin. He thinks he can out-negotiate him, and he's going to, uh, to smile to his face before he goes in for the kill. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. As I said earlier, Putin is a great white shark. W got it wrong, Obama got it wrong, and maybe Trump's getting it wrong. Second possibility is, and uh, you know, Mika Brzezinski is probably going to have an orgasm when I say this, that Putin has something on Trump, and and they are they have some sort of weird, uh, you know, blackmaily relationship or something like that, or some sort of business relationship. There's something there. Possibility number three is Trump is just a dope who doesn't understand what a terrible thing that is. Ah, you know what? I hadn't considered that possibility. That is a possible a possibility that he just doesn't really pay enough attention or never has to think that much about it and listen we uh, we were just talking to the secretary of health and human services earlier this morning believe it or not the actual cabinet secretary um and he pointed out that trump is utterly unconcerned with what pressure groups and lobbyists have to say he doesn't care right and i believe that because he doesn't care about the old those old alliances that's what a lot of people like about him including me and like a shakespearean uh, you know uh, tragic figure shakespearean hero the very thing that makes him great may be the thing that brings him down. He, he also doesn't give a damn about congratulating brutal dictators for fake elections. Even if he did that on the phone, you can't have the official White House spokesman then come out and say, it's not our job to tell the other countries how to do their elections. You, you just can't do that. Was that was indefensible. Among the others who... Do you have that quote from, uh, what's her name, the Huckabee woman? Yeah, hang on Sarah one Sanders. We'll bring it right back over here. Yeah, to me, this is unequivocally yeah. awful. I mean, just no arguing for it. Here's what Sarah said. Putin has been elected in their country, and that's not something that we can dictate to them how they operate. That's got to be some sort of strategy. She's got to come out and say, we believe in free and fair elections like we have in the United States, and we urge the Russians to do that in the near future. And that that horse crap I said yesterday, I don't know what I was thinking. I'm sorry. Oh, man. That's rough. Among the others who sharply rebuked the call, Republican Senator John McCain, who tweeted, An American president does not lead the free world by congratulating dictators on winning sham elections. And by doing so with Vladimir Putin, President Trump, 
insulted every Russian citizen who was denied the right to vote in a free and fair election. End of tweet. Yeah, imagine what they think. The people in Russia who do understand what Putin's up to and are, are trying to, uh, you know, figure out a way in their system to get rid of him. That's got to be really demoralizing. Well, there are people bruised and bleeding in Russian jails right now whose crime was saying this regime is corrupt. They're probably a little disappointed to hear the American president say that. Shifting gears from Princeton University, research has shown how posture can affect your dating app success. The researchers discovered people are more likely to be successful on those apps if they adopt expansive postures yes. in their photos. Get Print lost. Get lost. <laughs> other, That's one choice. Get lost, slouchy. In Nobody other, wants you. In other words, their arms are facing outward rather than folded, or their legs are apart. There you go. There it is. If your legs are apart, you will get, ladies, you will get more attention on your social media. Just spread your legs. That's a nice affirming yes. message what for women. That, Marshall? What, what kind of filth is it? Princeton University. Time's up, Marshall. They say it turns out these types of... Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. It turns out these types of poses indicate personality traits such as openness and dominance, which are typically seen as attractive. Yeah, I'm dominant. That old body language thing. Sometimes it's true, but sometimes it's not. Sometimes my arms are crossed because I'm cold. Sometimes my arms are crossed because I'm tired. No, you're closed. You're closed to new ideas and new people. <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna get on a dating app. I'm gonna be that big Jesus over uh, Rio de Janeiro. Is that Jesus or some sort of saint or something? That's the way I'm gonna be with my arms like, like a Mussolini. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Here's someone with great posture. Danged bald eagle. Squawky. Standing up for freedom, which I wish the president would have stood up for yesterday when he was talking to Putin. Look at that. He's got arrows in one hand and a, uh, and a, uh, the, the, what do you call it? The, 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 the what is that? The, it's some sort of branch, right? Yeah. What is that? Branch olive, of branch. Branch. olive branch. The That's branch it. of freedom. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Eagles don't have hands. They have, they have uh, claws or something. Yeah, right. no, nobody talons. knows. Right. That's right. Talons. Hands. Hands. <laughs> What does he have in his hands? The olive branch. That's right, Squawky. I knew it was some kind of branch. Wow. More from zoologist Joe Getty coming up. Throw, throw him an extra mackerel. Yeah, you're just like Joan Embry. <laughs> How about the late night joke off in the Donald Trump Jr. affair? Why I expect, not? Yesterday's was almost entirely funny. I expect today's to be almost entirely not funny, but we'll see. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So late night joke off. Um, I had heard about Donald Trump Jr. So he had an affair with some hottie TV show contestant or something like that years ago. Yeah, he, she was on The Apprentice. She was a uh, got famous from a different reality show, making a band where they were assembling a, a group of young people to sing and dance. Is Donald this Trump, why Junior's wife just dumped him? Yeah, it's, it's it tied in because yeah, he she knew about it at the time. 
And uh, um, and apparently, according to the woman, uh, Trump Jr. really fell for her and, and wanted to be with her and then said, I got to stay with my family or something. They got a bunch of kids, you know. Yeah. He and his wife. But his wife uh, said, okay, you know, you made a mistake. Uh, we're back together. It's, but for whatever reason, she's had enough and so mm. now it's back in the news. And there's nothing funnier than that. No, and it's just, you know, I don't know. So why am I hearing now about the affairs of a relative of the president? <laughs> I, I'm not sure that affairs of presidents is something we need to talk about, but, you know, it's good fodder, I guess. So all the late night comedians took a shot at a joke on this, and you're going to judge them. And one will be banned for life. Well, if they're not funny. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Today we are bombarded by stories that say Donald Trump Jr. had an affair with a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice. And I'll tell you something, when I saw the headline, my first thought was, oh, please let it be Gary Busey. (laughs) It's come out that the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., uh, had an affair with a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah. Trump Jr. defended himself saying, have you seen Gary Busey's legs? I mean... (laughs) Donald Jr. is making headlines after it was reported he had an affair with singer Aubrey O'Day, who was a contestant on his father's show, The Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, so it turns out, on The Apprentice, there was something even worse than getting fired. Corden, that's rough. Uh, Kimmel and Conan, tying with A-minuses. Corden with a C-minus plus. He loses a full grade for being a foreigner. <laughs> I see it really hard for him to win any of these, but that's so, a rating curve. Corden, with a net D minus, says banned for life from comedy. He loses a full grade. That's right. For being a foreigner. Correct. We don't need foreigners coming and telling their foreign jokes on our soil and taking jobs from American humorists. They're taking their jobs. Uh, geez, we're having fun. So then do I want to do this serious story or mention it or not? Well, I, I will tell you this. We don't have time to do it in full, but we have a, a big blockbuster follow-up to the story of the Rockland, California high school teacher. Okay. Who is disciplined for daring to ask really good, obvious, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, devil's advocate questions about the gun school walkout. So more to come on that in the hours and days to come. One of the headlines of the day is the guy that was bombing people uh, in Austin is dead. They caught him, so more in the news on that. Do you remember this story from a while back? It was up in Minnesota. Just a tragic story. So a woman thinks there's a crime being committed in her apartment complex or whatever. She calls 911. The police get there. She runs out in her robe to go tell the police what she saw where. Policeman shoots her and kills her. Right. And she's running toward the car. I remember that one. Awful story. Ugh. Uh, he was charged with murder yesterday. Wow. That policeman. He was booked into uh, jail in Minneapolis, charged with murder. Yeah. Jeez, he just turned, saw her coming, and shot her right in the belly and killed her. She's just running out to say it was right over there. Right. Oh, I'm my the one God. who called. Yeah. Bluey. Oy. There's a, a guy who got story. shot 20 times by the coppers in uh, Sacramento. 20? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Only only had a cell phone. It, you know, it looks as Oof. though he was doing crimes. Um. And uh, and wasn't cooperating and showing his hands, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, we'll we'll have to see. It's just it's impossible to judge if you weren't it there. It is but... impossible, and it's impossible to judge <clears throat> even after investigations. Yeah, often. Yeah, uh, uh, even if they're honest investigations, and sometimes they're not. We didn't cover this much a couple of weeks ago. Ben Carson, do you remember uh, sleepy uh, Ben Car- Carson? Not a very good doctor, from what I hear. <laughs> um, who uh, ran for president? 
and then Trump made him the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Well, he recently ordered a $31,000 dining set. Right. Allegedly. To, to spruce up the, uh, the, the the little living area there. Right. Dinner table events. Well, you want a nice table. News came out. People said, what the F? Like they should. Yeah. Why do you need that? If you want one, buy it yourself or something. I'm not paying for it. So then he tried to cancel the order, but he said it was too late. Anyway, he gave an interview yesterday, and he said, I left it to my wife, and you know, to choose something nice, and my wife went a little farther than she should have. Well, that was six times the budget. He blamed it on the old lady. Well, that's it was her. Your wife will do that. The email trail shows that he said, what do you think? Pick out a table, would you? Typical guy. I don't care. That was the... uh, Make it flat and with chairs around it. That's all I care about. (laughs) Similar strategy when... Wasn't he, like, working at a fast food joint that got robbed and... Somebody pointed and he said, hey, that's the cashier's that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. right. There was that story. Yeah. So this is, maybe this is just him. It's a, hey, that's the person you want <laughs> over there. <laughs> He's got way more money in his till. Of course, he will stab you or hit you with a brick if you get into a fight. Right. Right. Well, that's the sort of approach we need at HUD. <laughs> we need to hit the, br- the head of corruption with the brick of, of honesty. Whatever it is that they do there. Right. Well, housing and urban development. Yeah. Uh, I don't know Ben Carson. He was a doctor, perhaps a you know an okay doctor. By the way, you can check that out too. We are not talking about a great. He was an okay doctor. Trump will say anything. <laughs> That's awesome. He is willing to say anything. Oh my god. Um, and I'm just clearing off stories I've got here that I've been meaning to talk about. So Harper Lee, do you remember her? She wrote To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Truman Capote's assistant, we found out in the movie Capote, right? And she dialed a while back. Well, now there is a Broadway version of To Kill a Mockingbird, and her estate is suing, saying that it deviates too much from the book. Huh. Can you do that? How many of us have read a book and then seen a movie, and the movie's way different than the book? Is that against the law? Well, no, it depends on the contract. Depends what they said they would do when they signed the contract for the rights. So I think it's just a, mm. a business deal. What happens, though? I mean, is like uh, Atticus Finch a superpower, a a superhero, rather? They turned it into a comedy. Atticus Finch can fly, and he ends up killing the jury with his death ray eyes or something. How out there is it? So when you you have a book and and somebody wants to make a movie about it, you can say it's got to be just like the book, or you can make do whatever you want? Sure. That's interesting. From my understanding, there's, and again, depends on the contract, but there are like screenplay approvals. Some some authors actually want mm-hmm. to be involved with it. Some of them just kind of sell the rights away and then they go write something else. Because, like, mm-hmm. the book, you've ever, have you ever tried to read the book Forrest Gump? It's nothing. I mean, no. it's, it's so far different from the movie. They're hardly even related. Mm. Um, How interesting. I had no idea. And that, whoever wrote Forrest Gump must have just said, ah, do whatever you want. Thanks for the money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you could have done a movie of the book because it's a pretty good book, but yeah, what the hell. Yeah, I mean, is, is I want to know in what way is depart it departs is Boo Radley a rapper <laughs> or the civil rights activist? Early appearance by the great uh, what's his name Robert Duvall. Oh, in that movie when he was young, Boo yeah. Radley, yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I got to reread that book. So, um, my kids are really taking to their pet rats that we bought. Oh, yeah, yeah your jug-eared rats. Did I tell you we almost killed the hamster by oh, accident. Boy. No, no, no. I wasn't going to talk about this because I know a lot of you animal lovers, which obviously we are. We've got seven beasts under our roof now. That's plenty. Outside of the humans. Goats, cats, dogs, 
a hamster and two rats now. Oh, in, my. In, indoor Indoors. goats? Goats or goat? Goats. Oh, boy. With an S. Wow. Two baby goats that their mamas don't feed them, and then so my wife puts them in the laundry room and feeds them herself, and I don't do laundry for a couple of weeks because I don't want to have to step over goat pee to get to the washer. Mm. Um, but it anyway. sounded so adorable until the whole goat pee thing. <laughs> yeah. Animals pee is the thing. Yeah, and poop. And some of the rats I've noticed. Yes. Yeah, we, we didn't notice for a couple of days that the water bottle we bought for the hamster wasn't working right. Oh, no. It wasn't getting any water, and we oh, thought, no. oh, my God, we're gonna, we've killed the hamster. Oh, no. But he, uh, she made a comeback. She seems to be fine. Oh, Lord. She seems to that, be fine. Actually, something similar happened with Butterscotch the Rabbit. I was I was heartbroken. I yeah. felt so bad. Oh, and Sam was so into this this hamster. I mean, so excited. Talking about her all the time, playing with her all the time, and everything like that. That would have been, oh, brutal. Oof. Thank God! Thank Actually, thank God for bringing the hamster back to life. Or I'd have had to buy another hamster that looks similar. Could have done that. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 